Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on Old School. Uh, Austin and Kenny in studio. Jay Foreman on the road down to, he said, KC, is that right, Jay? Heading down to Kansas City? Might have lost Jay again. I think we got Jay in one of those dead spots again. He'll call back when he's ready. This is unfortunate. But, hey, that's okay. We got Kenny. We got Austin here. Uh, we'll be with you uh, for the next 28 minutes or so. Royals coming up uh, pregame at 630, first pitch 710 against the Athletics. That's what you'll hear uh, over Ariel of National on the app. Uh, Kenny, I was talking with AG last night um, on his show. Something I we kind of touched on, didn't get all the way into it, was the locker room space at, at Nebraska. Not, not the physical space. Your teams, were they serious for the most part but knew when to lighten up? Or were they light but knew how to get serious when the time called for it? When If you're saying game day, weekly, daily – uh, just like the general vibe. General vibe, it was it was it was loose. It was pretty loose. Um, a lot of guys joking, making fun of each other, um, singing, dancing, listening to music. Some guys used to wear their headphones back in the day with their little CD Walkmans, but it's pretty loose. Friday, if it was a game day or game night before game, you know, once you if we're at home, we would practice have a team meal, go to the movie, then come back. That's when it's seriousness. All the laughing and joking stopped when you got back to the hotel after the movie. Yeah, they, Charlie and T.O. was not about laughing and joking 24 hours before a game. Now it was all serious business. So, T.O., Charlie, probably the tone setters. Among the players, who were the leaders in the locker rooms for your teams? Um... My years, it was the captains. Um, all four, we had really good captains. Mm-hmm. My three years here, um, they really took a hold of the of the team. Then we had unity council, but the captains were were, were the leaders. Then you had some guys that weren't captains that were that were also leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we policed it. When I say we, meet me, we as a team, mm-hmm. we just didn't leave it up, uh, upon the captains to do it. We all helped chipped in. If you weren't doing it the the way it's supposed to have been done, then we, we, we took care of it. Who were the captains year by year? I want to say I know Will Washington was one, uh, Will Shields, Tyrone Bird, Tyrone Leggett, uh, Travis Hill, John Perella, and I want to say an old lineman. Can't think of his name offhand, but they were all really good captains. And, you know, they they did it the right way. They didn't preach it and not do it. They they did it, preached it, preached it and did it. So you, when they said something, you listened. You know, it wasn't like, oh, I'm not listening to him. You know, he's not even doing it the right way himself. So we didn't have that problem. So we were, we were all good on that. How did those guys get chosen? Was that a T.O. thing? Was that a player thing? How, how was that process like? Player-led. Uh, coaches had some input, but I think they left it up to to the team to, to vote on it. But for the most part, T.O. stayed out of it. Gotcha. Unless you were a guy that got votes and, you know what I mean, 
popularity. He wasn't really big on popularity. Guys mm-hmm. went because they were popular. So he may have intervened then. But other than that, we didn't vote. If you were popular, you, you weren't going to get no votes. If, really? If you weren't doing it. I mean, just look at it. Hmm. Tommy Fraser was one of the best players on the team. Not mm-hmm. that he wasn't popular. Not that he wasn't. But he wasn't never chosen a captain. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Frost. He was never voted a captain. None, no offense to those two guys. They were great players. But <clears throat> it was done. You know, we we, we chose the, the guys that we thought to lead this team and lead them, lead them. Not that Tommy wasn't a leader because he was on the field. He was a leader. You know what I mean? He, If you weren't doing it the Nebraska way, he, he may have had some words for you. So he was he was a leader. Don't say no, I'm not going to say he wasn't a leader because he was, but the captains were, were were chosen for the right reasons. All captains are leaders. Not all leaders are captains. There Is that fair to say? There you go. You've talked a lot in your time here on the show about the importance of relationships in recruiting. Is that the same with the captains and their relationship with dudes on the team? to earn that respect and keep that respect? I know a lot of guys say, you know, they don't like a certain player outside of football. Mm -hmm. But when that ball was set down, they knew that player was going to play. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I may not have liked you as a person, but I respected you as a player because I knew once that ball was snapped, you gonna give me everything you got, so. And they can expect that from you. And they can expect that from me. So, we didn't hang out. We may not have hung out. We may not have done this. We may not have done that. But I knew when that ball was snapped, you was gonna give me everything you had. That's something else that AG hit on yesterday too is the importance of not making it personal. Whether you're competing for a job or you know you're not friends off the field, but you get between the lines, you're wearing the same colors. You know, you're wearing the same helmet. So even if you don't like each other, for those, what, two and a half, three hours of practice, the five hours, six hours you're together on a game day, not only does it not matter, it can't matter. It can't. You, again, you cannot be sensitive. You can't. I knew after my retro year in 90 what it was going to take in order for me to get on the field, right? Mm-hmm. No offense to whoever, but we weren't friends. By any means necessary, I wanted to defeat you. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. By any means necessary, I wanted to defeat you. Once we walked off that field, we were all good. I was man enough to leave it on the field and, you know, but I don't have to like you to play with you, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I respect you as a person. You know, we're all trying to win a championship. Mm-hmm. So let's go play football. And then once the game's over, practice over, you go where you're going to go and I'm going to go where I'm going to go. Like, again, I, I say this, and there was an altercation I had with with a, with a teammate. T.O. called us both in and set us both down. We were at the same position. And he said, well, is it over? I said, Coach, I'm done with it. It's high and by. He, he showed me his true self. Mm-hmm. You know, I went and did what I had to do. It's high and by. Business handled. Business handled. Wash my hands of it. Now, and that's on him if he can't put it behind him. But I'm not going to walk around here worried about him if, him and his feelings and if he's going to do something to me because I already did what I had to do, right? So then he asked the second time. I said, Coach, I'm done with it. It's over. I w- I'm here to play football. Mm-hmm. 
he disrespected me in a way that I thought that I, I needed to make sure he wasn't going to do it again. So I'm here to play football and whatever I need to do for this team to win. Right? Mm-hmm. So did I like him anymore? No. Did I trust him? No. And then come to find out about a week later, he wasn't no longer on the team. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but that's me. And hopefully everybody else can be that way too. Mm-hmm. I got your back in between the white lines, regardless of who you are, mm-hmm. who you are. After, after, after we're done, I ain't got to hang out with you. I can go home, eat me a I, Burger King was my thing, the <laughs> original chicken sandwich and, and eat a crunch bar and I'd be good. So, no, nah, I, I don't think it's personal. I, I know a lot of guys take personal things personal and can't put it behind them, but I wasn't one that would do that. Uh, question from the text line. Uh, Cameron asks, who's an example of someone uh, that you didn't see eye to eye with but was still a great captain? Again, to be honest with you, and I'm being dead on, dead serious, my three years here, the captains, I respected them as people and I respected them as players. Mm. They were good players and they were good people. Not one captain that I was, the teams that I was on, that I did not like, that I did not trust, that would go out there and lay it on the line for me and this team. So I can't say that was a captain that I didn't like or didn't didn't trust. Text line, keep them coming. Um, you come to Nebraska from JUCO. Did you know you were redshirting in 90? No. What was that conversation like? It wasn't a conversation. I wouldn't have redshirted if I wouldn't have got shot. True. Yeah. What, what was that? What was that? What was that <clears> like for you then? Working back through rehab and, and redshirting, not being able to play that year. When he told me after the first game we played Baylor, the first game, mm-hmm. I suited up, and then, and he said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna redshirt you." I said, "Coach, that's fine. Gives me time to learn, right? And then heal up. Went to the scout team, mm-hmm. right? So I'm playing against. I'm." practicing every day against the black shirt defense those are the ones those yeah. were the ones mm-hmm. now we weren't you know i'm playing i'm practicing every day against the black shirt defense again i respected them but i went at them mm-hmm. i'm fi- all five eight 175 170 of me went at them and i took it upon myself every day to give them a look that that, that they needed that i thought they needed whether it was playing quarterback whether it was playing receiver i made a point that i'm going to battle against those guys every day I wasn't hurt by it. I didn't take take it personal. That gave me opportunity to learn, first and foremost, how to be a Nebraska football player because I didn't know. I'm coming from JUCO. I was JUCO All-American quarterback. Right. And then I come here. They move me to receiver. I told them, wherever you need me, I'll play. So they put me at receiver. We play in Colorado. I go to quarterback because they needed an option quarterback. Destroying them. <laughs> first four – plays in option period were touchdowns. Woo, Kenny, First do it four. to him. Charlie McBride, he said so many curse words, and I'm back there <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. He literally stopped practice, walked down to the end of the field, and told T.O. Because at that time, it was in 1990, they didn't know who the quarterback was going to be the next year. Because Mickey got hurt, mm-hmm. Mike Grant, and you had Tom Haas, Jerry Dunlap, and I can't think of the other guy's name. But those were the guys left on the roster. And Charlie McBride stopped practicing. He said, Tom, your starting quarterback is down here kicking our you-know-what. We haven't touched him. Keith and McCant would have been on that Keith roster. Keith and McCant. He said, we haven't touched him yet. And the 
So the very next play, Kenny Walker hit me so hard. I'm I'm reading it. I'm reading it. He's supposed to take the dive. He comes right at me and just ear holes me. And yikes. He he stood over top of me. He could read lips really good. I'm talking about really good. So I said a word. Mm-hmm. I said, you let Coach McBride get you that pissed off that you just ear hole me? He he reached down and grabbed me by my shoulder pads, picked me up, and said, get the, back in the huddle. I said, it's on. Just like that. But that was the that was the the vibe of the team. That was the the culture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was already it was already established. But I, I wasn't gonna back down from them. So And I don't think they wanted you to back down, no. right? They wanted the challenge to be no. pushed, right? No. And then I go out to receiver. Coach McBride, I mean Coach Darlington just like, don't catch the ball, don't go for the ball. I'm going for the ball, coach. Coach, come on. That, that's just a competitor in me. Yeah. And he and I had words and I'm like, oh my God. But after that practice, <clears throat> T.O. called me up. He said, do you want to go back to quarterback? I said, Coach, I've told you from day one, wherever you need me, I'll play. Wherever you need me. He said, well, we'll revisit it at the end of the season. Fine. Go Again, I go out to receiver the very next week. Playing receiver. It was on a Thursday practice. They didn't like you really to go for the ball on Thursday practice. But me, I'm going for the ball. Yeah. Being kind of a uh, hardhead. <laughs> but I went for a ball and Coach D just laid into me and I went back at him. Right? Mm-hmm. So I figured he didn't like me. I figured, you know, we the words I said to him, the words he said to me, I, there's no way we can have a relationship after that. Right? Mm-hmm. End of the season, he called me back in. We test out before we go to the bowl game. And Coach called me in and he said, hey, um, what do you think about moving the defensive back? I'm like, what? I'm like, you know me and that dude don't get along. He's like, well, he's the one that asked for you. I said, Coach. And I looked over there at him. And he goes, well, the way you tested, um, at that time, you were losing Bruce Pickens to Han Lewis, right? Mm-hmm. And you had Curtis Cotton and Tyrone Leggett returning. John Reese was coming off an ACL. Okay. You know, fast, young guy. Mm-hmm. So he said – you know, you, you're only going to have Curtis and Tyrone coming back that has experience. John's coming off an ACL. And you had some other guys that were on the roster, but they hadn't played. With your speed and quickness, we think you could help us next year. Would you be willing to do it? And I was like, Coach. And I looked over at Coach D again, and I was like, Coach, listen. I don't want no BS. I'm going to do whatever y'all need me to do, but, you know, there's got to be a respect factor. Mm-hmm. And he he – Promised me that there was going to be a respect factor. And that's all I, you know, so moved. We go to bowl game, first practice. I'm out there playing corner with the ones. I ain't played DB in, since <laughs> high school. I'm like, what the heck? So I took some reps doing bowl practice, uh-huh. you know, in the scrimmage and so forth. But I told him wherever you needed me, I was ready to go. So That's awesome. I want to ask you about the, the scout teams you got to see. And the the recent practices when you were on staff. I want to talk to you about that a little bit. Uh, That's how we'll wrap up old school after this. 